0: What a week it's been. So much to talk about, and so many things we can't talk about. Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching.
1: (laughs) I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Alright, how's it going everyone? And welcome to another episode of Mind the Gorilla. And uh, yeah, Harris, it's a little late. We're both a little tired, but a lot of stuff has happened. So we're not going to talk about most of it because we're going to stop talking about current events as much as we've been doing because podcasts are getting too long and that's not what it's really supposed to be about.
0: Yeah, so I thought about hashing this out before we went on the air, but then I thought, no, that's quality content that people are missing out on. So how exactly do you think we should break this down? Because my, my thinking was we can either do – like we need to pick a number, like three things or five things or like our top whatever and just hammer it out and try to keep it like bullet points because we can't break down the entire card of every show every week. You know what right. I mean? There's, yeah, of course. Five wrestling shows on my theory for this week was we could do one good thing one bad thing one thing we're looking forward to or not looking forward to if you want to go negative i think i'm going to structure my own current events around that if you want to do something else that's fine we're kind of workshopping this uh i don't know what are your thoughts on how uh, we should do current events
1: i i i guess we could do um good thing and a bad thing that's really but, all I can think of right now. But.
0: Yeah. I mean the other op- – you know, because there could theoretically be weeks where like everything sucks and we're just like let's list off the five things we hated the most. <laughs> like that could also happen.
1: Right. Um. Okay. So let's just do that and we'll each take a turn and each one will be five minutes. And I'm going to put a timer okay. on my phone here. All right. We'll just we'll – We'll just, just give that a shot. A Why bit. not? Okay. Each
0: one like each person or each
1: – No, each person. person.
0: All right. Cool. Sounds good.
1: So a ten, 10 minute segment for the whole thing. Hooray! Let's All go. right, so Harris, you can get started now.
0: Okay, so we're on the clock. Yes, we are. I'm gonna I'm gonna brain fart or go two minutes <laughs> or something. I'm having flashbacks <laughs> to my public speaking <laughs> class. That's fine. Okay, number one. So we actually were a little bit behind here because we recorded last week's episode. Way early, yeah, we so did. we missed the episode of SmackDown where everyone got stuck in Saudi Arabia, right. which could have been horrible, but it wasn't. So it's hilarious.
1: See, I didn't watch, so okay, but I heard. It was a pretty I heard people fun. Talk it, about it. it
0: was a great episode of SmackDown because WWE is just this like monolith of a company that only does something good when their backs are against the wall and they have no choice. Mm-hmm. So faced with the prospect of just having like a thirty-minute SmackDown or having Daniel Bryan wrestle Sami Zayn for an hour and a half. They instead flew someone's private jet to Orlando, rounded up all the NXT wrestlers they could get on like a three hour notice, flew them up to Buffalo, New York, and had a great show. Like they did an NXT invasion angle to promote Survivor Series. Super fun, if you missed it, you probably didn't, it's two weeks old. But I did. this is the thing that I loved about it. Other than that show, which was great, all of the main roster wrestlers got on Twitter to talk about how unfair it was. Like, Twitter kayfabe is my favorite thing because it's kind of the only chance WWE gets to have character-driven storytelling. Yeah. And so, like, Dash and Dawson got on Twitter after that SmackDown, where people are like, the best SmackDown in years! And they were like, yeah, I remember when people were excited to see us. And NXT talent were posting all their photos with Triple H, like, yeah, we're going to war! And Bailey was like, Don't worry, he'll stab you in the back one day, too. (laughs) Like, it was just, it was all these former NXT stars who are dealing with this very real aggravation of, like, I remember when fans were excited to see us wrestle and liked us and wanted us to succeed, and now we're on the main roster, and this kind of sucks. That was very funny and a good touch. Uh, Yeah. I don't think they'll do anything with it in the coming weeks, but that's fine. It was really fun. Um, The thing I didn't like, which, again, we're kind of drafting from a week and a half here, but... Mark, I still don't care about any women in AEW. No,
1: like, I don't either.
0: They don't. I, I read one good article, like kind of breaking down what they do well and what they don't do well. And I get being sports focused, but AEW doesn't give anyone any promo time. Right. And you don't want the whole show to be talking. But, you know, like I feel like NXT does this really well. I think NWA does it too. Like you only need, I like think NWA seconds. does it great. Like, even if it's just like they do this in NXT a lot, as the women are walking to the ring cut to them cutting a promo backstage like 15, 20, 30 seconds anything I feel like the whole division is out of kayfabe stuff Mm -hmm. like it's hey we got Britt Baker and she's a real life dentist and that's cool right and hey we've got Naya Rose and she's a transgender wrestler and that's cool and progressive right or hey we got Rio and she's a really good Japanese wrestler and that's cool right but like nobody has an actual reason for me to care Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of I'm kind of over that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything else to add. I'll be honest. I haven't followed them super closely or like really tried. But I feel like the fan who's only half paying attention is sort of who they want to reach. And they're not doing a great job there. So that's the thing I don't love. Some of that's on me. But, you know, the last thing I don't know how I'm doing on time. I feel like I'm getting close.
1: Uh, you have like a minute 20
0: Cool. All right. So the last thing, the thing I'm most looking forward to, and this is going to get into a AEW full gear, which I also just watched tonight, like as you were watching. Yeah, me too. I only watched the last two matches. I'm going to be honest again, because I didn't know anything else that was going on. I'll get to it. It doesn't matter. I am looking forward to whenever Jake Hager turns on Chris Jericho. (laughs) It's not going to happen anytime soon. It shouldn't happen anytime soon. But that is going to be like when the inner circle and the elite both break up. That's when we get like the next generation of AEW talent, whenever it happens. Because you know, somebody turning on Jericho is always going to be good. Yeah. And it's going to be like in a year, and the landscape's going to be totally different. But I think it's going to be super fun. Because, like we saw at Full Gear, good heel turn, great for storytelling. Yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. if you want to yeah. pick up I mean... on that or if you're going to touch on that at all. But. I'm looking forward to that.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, good for you. You actually did it with, uh, like 25 seconds to go.
0: L- look at us. Uh, Oh, okay. Okay. Then let me just say this then. Yeah. You got, you got a few, um, I knew like I, it was spoiled for me that MJF was going to betray Cody. And I thought, well, yeah, obviously don't bring him to ringside. Cause his whole thing is, wow, he's a great heel. Look at him go. Mm-hmm. Should have known. I, I, I thought they were going to be subtle about it. I loved the way he threw in the towel, and I thought there was going to be, like, nuance to it. And, like, you drag it out for weeks before he's finally like, No, I did it because I hate you. But he just kicked him in the balls right. immediately. Alright. Good, not great. Anyway, that's my current events. Hooray, look at us go.
1: Nice. There we go. Okay. Now, I just watched Full Gear. Um, also, okay. Okay. So, you know what we're going to do? We're not even going to do just one thing. Let's just say we have five minutes to talk about whatever we wanted, because that's basically what you did, okay, and that's what good. I'm going to do, and I think yep. that's better. Um, So, going back to Dynamite. Awesome show of Dynamite. This is one of the best Golem shows I have ever seen. We had one of the best promos of the past ten years with Cody Rhodes, which was freaking phenomenal, setting up his match with Jericho.
0: Best um, promo he's ever cut. At Footgear,
1: it it might be. It it might be. <clears throat> it was fantastic. Um and then the the tag match at the end was awesome with Page and Omega and Jericho and Guevara and then just the cluster at the end was awesome leading up to the pay-per-view. I loved it. Um so now Full Gear, just watch that. Um I love the opening match. Young Bucks versus uh, Santana and Ortiz was awesome. AEW knows how to freaking kick off shows. They are outstanding at it. The tag team matches they put on are just great. They know exactly what they need to be. The pacing is awesome. And the guys are just fantastic. And the Bucks are just the best. And when they want to be and when they do a match like that's meant to be, they are the best. And it's awesome. And they're so good at selling things. And it was great. Um, some other... Obviously, there was a bunch of other good matches. Uh, Paige and pa- and Pac. Um, Spears and Janela was kind of eh. Um, the tag team title match was good. But... One thing... Okay. I hate this lights out match stuff. I hate it. I think it's stupid. I think it's it should be this big deal. One, I think it's dumb anyway. Because the lights are on. There's a ref... People are announcing. There's entrance music. How is this unsanctioned? I. It's just a hardcore match. Like I just I don't like. I think it's dumb and over-drama- overdramat over dramatic, um. And it shouldn't have gone on last. I understand why it went on last because technically it's not a part of the show quote right. unquote. It's-
0: See, I saw you tweet about that. I won't take too much of your time. That's the part that I kind of like.
1: No, I get that, but it's stupid. Title needs to be last, especially when you have a big moment like that. Now, talk about that match. That match was good, not great. Um, it was the most sloppy AEW match I've ever seen, like from a production standpoint. It was terrible. The directing was awful. There was like four or five times when they just flat out camera cut missed things, like at the wrong times. You couldn't even see Cody's failed dive on the ramp. They didn't change the camera; just they let Jericho to be in the way as he do as he the whole time. There was multiple times and he was cutting in between like Cody's mom, but he was doing it as a move was happening. He was cutting the mom and then cutting back after the move was over. That happened like three times. Um, Excalibur wasn't great. I really like Excalibur, and I've liked him every time I've heard him. He was not good in this match. There were multiple times it was like. No, that's not the move. No, that's (laughs) wrong. Like, that happened several times. Um, But I still like him. Um, Was disappointed Shivani wasn't there at all. I'm not really sure why he wasn't on the announcing team, because I missed him. Uh, The ending was weird. I thought the crowd was not that great for that match. And the ending was weirdly paced. Like, I I, I can't explain it. I would have to watch it again and have more time. But Mm -hmm. it just seemed kind of odd. I liked the MJF turn. I thought it was done very weirdly. Why yeah. did he turn after everything was over? And after right, he threw exactly. in the towel to save him? Like, none of that makes any sense to me. Exactly. Um. I, but I love that they did it. Um. That was good. I don't like the one crotch shot that knocked him out. That was very strange. Like, Cody just laid motionless after getting hit. Uh-huh. That was just kind of strange. But... Everything was made up for it with the spot, with the fans throwing water on MJF. Yes, I know it was a plant. I don't care. That to me is even more impressive because it shows AEW knows what makes an awesome
0: moment. Yeah, that was a great touch. It and I was great. I think this makes me a mark. I didn't think about it being a plant until you tweeted about it. And well, then I was like, oh yeah, of course it would be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I Like I know I saw stuff. Like it definitely was. It was actually in some Atlanta-based like indie wrestler or whatever. But uh <laughs> But that was cool. Um, so, you know, I get it. Ultimately, it sets up MJF Cody. That's going to be an awesome program. And But it just seemed kind of weird. And it was weird that they added the extra thing of, oh, I'll never challenge for the title again. I thought that was just kind of pandering. And I just mm-hmm. think that was just a desperate attempt to try and make it mean more when it didn't need that. And it just seems kind of mm-hmm. dumb because it's like, okay, Cody's never going to wrestle for the title ever I'm sorry, I yeah. don't, I don't buy it. They'll do some weird thing of, oh, he didn't actually quit or some crap like that, and that's dumb. To right. me. But anyway, uh, timer beeped, so that's that's all I have to say about that. Ultimately, good show. Really liked Full Gear. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of you know, couple of things. And again, that match, I like that match. I thought it was a good match. Those two, you know, were great. They told a good story. Uh, Cody almost died, um, and that was mm-hmm. awesome. I know it was because he forgot there was a ramp there. Because it's like, weird
0: that there was a ramp right
1: there. Well, I like it. Was it's like it's the way choice. WCW did pay-per-views, and so <laughs> I, I like that. But I think just his natural body movement of how he does like a dive, I think he yeah. just was doing it like there wasn't a ramp there. That's what it looked like. But uh, that's funny. Anyway, so yeah, okay, okay we're, we're technically
0: done. out of time. Main event was great. Loved it. Go watch it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great for a deathmatch wild fiasco. Yeah. You can't ask for any more. It was ridiculous and goofy and awesome.
0: And those guys are great. The the quickest thing I can say to explain this match, if you haven't seen it or don't know what I'm talking about, is yeah. John Moxley, Kenny <laughs> Omega, like Deathmatch style versus like Between the Ropes, best wrestler in the world. They have their two different characters, two different styles of going about things. And I had seen several of these spots just on Twitter and highlights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them, as I was scrolling through Twitter, I thought, oh, that must be like the big finale. And none of them were. <laughs> it just kept going. And it was awesome. It was yeah. really, really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was fun. I- I and I know it. you touched on this sorry, and you didn't like it, I do kind of love the idea that it's an unsanctioned match and it goes on last because someone somewhere, like in the production truck, was just like, nope, I'm going home. This doesn't count.
1: I mean, like, again, I I get it, it, but this is the fourth unsanctioned match we've already had and they've been in business for two months. Yeah,
0: that's a bit silly. I didn't know that until you said it, but yeah, that's too much. So it's just dumb to me.
1: Anyway, but but regardless (laughs) of all that, a lot of fun, great, uh, fun match. Okay. Yeah, it it was pretty good. Uh, all right. Um, so normally this, this time when we talk about what's up with David Arquette. You kill David Arquette. You kill David Arquette. Um, there's not really anything uh, happening I have with, with David Arquette. I don't there think There might be so. another
0: Scream movie. I saw that on Twitter. I
1: did see, that was weird. So, we'll see. Um, there shouldn't be, but... If there is, uh, obviously, we're going to talk about it because, obviously, right. I mean, it's David like, that. He's got several movies coming up, so and obviously, we'll I'd... we'll we'll keep you up to date with any of those. But uh, Scream Four was not good, so you know, we'll see. The first three are actually not bad. The first one's amazing. The second one is pretty good, or uh, the third one's you know not
0: bad, and the fourth one is, eh. but see, you told me that I still haven't watched two through four but i saw they announced the new one and i was like no they had a good thing don't make any more and then i was like Harris, you've only seen the first one
1: it right. doesn't
0: affect you at all right but also the the david arquette content would just be great
1: oh yeah sure so uh, from that standpoint i'm fine with it um i know he was I... on he was on a tv show as himself like this like uh carter what what is it like carter in something it's some uh ctv show or hmm. Something I know, and he plays like a goofy version of himself. Show's called like Carter or something. I don't know, I haven't watched it, but I just know he was on and it came out this past
0: week. So I'm continuing to hold out hope, and I I know it's not going to happen, but that he'll show up and crash the NWA TV taping that we're going to. I hope so, just because that would be like the latest and greatest surprise, David Arquette of all, if he just interrupts somebody's promo.
1: Oh, it would and we're be there the, in the best audience, surprise. They'll just hear David us Arquette. lose our minds. <laughs> yeah, that would be the greatest thing to ever happen since he joined the show. Yeah, right. for sure. Um All right, so that that's really all we got with with David Arquette. I all think right. So. Now, man, I feel out of breath like we've been flying through things. I'm not used to that, but I like it. <laughs> okay. Now it's time to actually get in the show and uh, so obviously our show is about ridiculous and uh, weird things in in wrestling history. So, Harris, you know what we're going to? Where are we going? We are going to the summer of 2003 in the good old uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> Man,
0: we're just stuck here, aren't we? I feel <laughs> right, like it's been six stuck m- here. I we feel were, like it's we're- been six months of early 2000s WWE. Not 2003 oh, no. exactly, just... We had some 2002, we had some 2006, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, we're going to stay there because, boy, what a time. What a time. <laughs> all right, let's And do we it. got one that I remember hearing about, but I, I hadn't seen any of this and didn't really know anything about it, and this is just one of the weirdest things. I, You know, that's almost a dumb thing to say at this point because they all are. That's the point. But
0: they all, they continue to surprise us. That's what's amazing. After however long we've been doing this, after however many seasons we said that we've created yeah six like you posted mark posted the gif as a teaser tonight on twitter said guess what we're doing tomorrow i don't know what that was <laughs> at all i have no idea what we're doing
1: well you're gonna know oh boy okay so we're in the summer of 2003 and vince mcmahon he's in charge of raw i mean obviously he's in charge of everything but on tv he's running raw and uh, his daughter stephanie mcmahon is running smackdown uh, also, at this point, Vince had kind of... This is... Okay, this is during one of Vince's uh, weird... Um. I, I don't know how to word this. His weird um, open marriage exploration, I guess is maybe a good way to say it. <laughs> he kind of left Linda and was with Sable on camera. And... Uh, Vince and Stephanie had kind of been going back and forth for several weeks. They've been butting heads as being the two GMs. Um, And Sable has also been in a feud with Stephanie McMahon. And they had just actually had a match at Vengeance in July. Um, The match is way too long. But, I mean, it's actually not terrible for two non-wrestlers. Stephanie is actually getting really good babyface reactions at this point. And... There's a big sp- there's a big spot in the match where Stephanie rips at Sable's top and she has to cover up because of course and that gets a huge pop and Stephanie tries to take advantage of it but the ref stops Stephanie from attacking her and gives Sable his shirt to cover <laughs> with. I had never seen this before a shirtless referee Brian Hebner or uh, shirtless <laughs> I bet the crowd in the ring. That. Which is uh, pretty fun. Man, Brian Hempner looks like a baby in, in this match. But uh, and as soon as the ref does that crowd, just BOO! Like, oh, WWE crowds are just the best. And uh, while this is happening, though, A-Train comes running in and just demolishes Stephanie. And uh, then runs out through the crowd. And, and Sable ends up getting the pin. Now, do you know who A-Train is? I know the name Okay, but you no, remember? Uh, comes to mind. Uh, he's been a bunch of people. He's been like Albert, he's been Lord Tensai, he's oh, okay. been a yes, Million people. Yes,
0: I do know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes.
1: So A-Train comes in, runs, I mean, this is a massive dude and just bowls over Stephanie and leaves. Um so Sable gets the win. And then it comes out later that Vince was behind this uh this attack by A-Train. Obviously. So that continues to be a thing. Um also on the sh- on this show, Vince wrestles um, a former person we've talked about, Zach Gowan, the one-legged WWE fan, Vince Russell's him, and, uh, cause remember, we introduced him, this is only a few months after the Mr. America thing, so go back, listen to the Mr. Okay. America thing, that's where Zach Gowan was introduced, and this is kind of the continuation, the ending of kind of that continuation with him. Um, also during this time, Vince turns the WWE Champion Brock Lesnar heel, and gets him to join up with Vince. Brock was a face um, up until that point, so lots going on.
0: Now we're Isn't gonna move. That, is that? Sorry, I'm interrupting you for a second. That's fine. Is that where Brock Lesnar met Sable, his wife? Because probably. Of this stupid angle. Well, I mean, uh, they're
1: working at the same company, probably. That's that's lovely. It is, it is. That 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 might be. So remember episode. everything that
0: happens after this. Brock Lesnar and Sable are falling madly in love in the background. <laughs> just just
1: picture that. <laughs> All right, carry on. All right, we're moving to August, and uh, we're moving to SmackDown. So that's what Stephanie is in charge of. And so Vince comes out. This is Brock Lesnar has just turned heel on Kurt Angle and uh, is now joined with Vince. So Vince is introducing the real. Brock Lesnar to the crowd and Stephanie also though returns for the first time since she got run over by a train and you know
0: (laughs) she got run over by a train yeah sorry I know I know
1: know. That, that that's funny um so she comes out and makes a big deal of she's you know she's coming out to stand up to Vince someone you know someone needs to do it she's not going anywhere like Vince is trying to make her quit basically he's trying to make her resign from, being, smack, from uh, being the SmackDown general manager. Right. Vince, per usual, is not too thrilled with someone standing up to him and not just going along with every whim that he has. So he, of course, does the only logical thing and puts her in a match versus A-Train. <laughs> yes. Okay, Stephanie so, McMahon, uh, non-wrestler. So Wrestling the behemoth known as A-Train. So this is on Raw, right? This is on SmackDown. This this, all wait, Smackdown. this is her own show? Yes, yes. She's the general manager, but Vince just comes this, in and does whatever he wants.
0: Because I was going to laugh because I was like, so the kayfabe implication here is that when you're the GM of Raw, you can just book anyone to do anything and they have to do it.
1: See, that would make more sense. But right, that's, but this it doesn't even work that
0: way because it's her own show. Right. Lovely. Even better. All right. That's cool.
1: So uh the match happens and she of course gets obliterated by A Train. <laughs> but then Undertaker comes out to uh to make the save and he beats up A Train. Now this is Biker Taker at this time and he's kind of been feuding with Brock Lesnar uh for the title um at this at this moment. So uh but while Undertaker's trying to beat up A Train, Big Show comes out randomly and <laughs> attacks Undertaker. <laughs> So he's got all the big guys going at it. Um, A-Train goes back in and then crushes Stephanie McMahon off the top rope and wins the match. (laughs) Gets the pin, wins the match. Even with all this interference, there's no disqualification. I think he might have made it no DQ, to be honest. I don't remember.
0: Can you think of any other intergender wrestling matches in WWE history? I feel like there were a couple with China, but that's all I can think of
1: there's been moments like this before I think yeah. when he's sent people in and uh again this is funny. we're not over Harris. oh yeah um, oh yeah so this type of thing continued on for several weeks um with different things I know at one point like he put Stephanie and Zach Gowan in a in a handicap match versus big show uh, like a bunch of weird stuff's going on but that's not what we're here to talk about so we gotta we gotta move on. Um, We're moving on to September 25th, the episode of SmackDown, and Vince is preparing to crown Brock the new WWE Champion. Uh, Now, what had happened is Brock had lost the title, I think, and then he had now won it back. I wasn't paying attention to that stuff going on, so I don't remember exactly. But anyway, Brock is being crowned new WWE Champion, um, and there's going to be a big ceremony in the ring but while they're celebrating undertaker comes riding to the ring on the chopper and comes in and he says that his first, you know, brock's first title defense will be against him. And Vince is like, "On whose authority can can you possibly say this?" And here comes Stephanie making her big return again, and she says that at no mercy, the WWE title will be defended against the Undertaker. Vince not happy again because he does not like his authority to be undermined or really anyone to make any decisions that aren't him even though this is technically Stephanie's show for whatever that means but uh so so he says that she needs to take this back you know undo this match I don't want it um and he says <laughs> if you don't then you will be in a match versus me at no mercy oh. in the first father daughter match
0: Historic. See where we're going, he's, Harris. He's truly a visionary. Do you see where we're going? I mean, I, are, we, are we going? Are we going towards this? I. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. We're moving towards
1: okay. this. We're, we're moving. We're moving. In yeah. That no, direction. I think
0: we're. Look, we're the a train is rolling, so to speak. A, t- a train is rolling. Yeah, the train is certainly rolling. See, okay. Again, I'm sorry. I'm just coming back to the power dynamics here. So this guy owns the company, everyone knows he owns the company, he has authority to book people in matches on any show, overruling his own daughter's desire to, presumably, maybe she wanted to wrestle A-Train, I don't know.
1: But yet, she can still make a title match that he can't make not happen.
0: Right, he can't overrule it, even though he clearly doesn't like it, and he can be, so is it just like a first, like a dibsy's thing, like the first person to say it's a match, and it's a match, and you just can't overturn it. I don't, I don't understand this power structure at to, all.
1: Uh, but, to be honest, Harris, yep. n- no, I don't understand. But it does not matter because we got more, more pressing issues here. Right. The first ever father-daughter match, Harris. This is Great. big, big draw. Yeah. Um, well, Stephanie, she's unfazed by this, and she says she's not changing anything. So Vince gets a little bit more perturbed. So he says. It's also going to be an eye quid match. Lesnar then attacks Undertaker, but Taker blocks it and then choke slams the champ. And that ends that segment. So, you know, things are rolling here. Next week, though, Vince comes out again. And comes out with Sable. And he says he'll give Stephanie a second chance to back out. Crowd loudly chants, asshole. I mean, this is like peak heel Vince since, like, the Austin... Um, Mm -hmm. the Vince the Vince Austin stuff in the late 90s so he says that she needs to take back this match and also resign as general manager of Smackdown now hold on we're gonna pause here again Harris you've talked Mm -hmm. about the power dynamic he is in charge of this company
0: yep but he can't fire her
1: well it's very unclear whether he can't or won't It's really hard. It's hard to tell. I think it's Mm. I think what they're trying to go for is he just wants her to quit for some reason more than fire her. But that's not really addressed. Or if it was, I I missed it. So
0: So, it's kind of confusing. Here's my next question: Is her saying "I quit" in the "I quit" match going to count as her resigning? Is that where we're going here? Are they going to tie the two together, or are we're, they separate?
1: You see, you're too smart for this. We're 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 not quite yeah. there yet, but oh, okay. I'm but sorry. you're on you're on the correct uh, a train track. Um. Okay, so Stephanie now comes out. She comes out to a big pop, and she says she refuses. She's going to go through this, and she's never going to quit. And Vince, here we go, Harris. Vince says that if she loses the match and says I quit, which is the only way to lose the match, she also will have to quit being the general manager. So, see, you're smarter than everyone else. Great. I did it. This is where it starts to get really good. Vince (laughs) now starts lamenting the fact that she is making him do this and he cannot believe she's going to make him pummel his own daughter. Stephanie's now begging him to change his mind and like you're insane this is ridiculous and Vince is saying you that she's defying him and it's and she's making him do this. How dare you make me go through with this. This is Vince's dynamic throughout this whole thing. Um you know he he cannot have anyone defy him, much less his own daughter. So how dare you defy me and make me take this out on you um and then he then he starts going through this long thing of how he cared for her growing up and this is how she repays him
0: mm. and he
1: asks why why are you doing this to me? Why are you making he just continues to harp on this over and over and over again. Um, but then he just like snaps and says, he's going to crush her at no mercy. And now, you know, we can't finish this promo without the good old Sable grabbing the mic and, and chiming in here. And, uh, and so she chimes in with a few jabs of her own, but then Steph, uh, chirps back and she, she tells her to go lay down in the men's locker room. Cause that's all, <laughs> that's all she's good at doing anyway. <laughs>
0: Brock Lesnar was like, hey.
1: <laughs> Which I'm not going to lie, is funny. Um, <laughs> Sable doesn't like this, so she slaps her, and now they go at it. Vince then just grabs Steph and slams her down, just body slams her, and booze <laughs> just echo around the arena. Then Undertaker comes out to save Steph. Uh, he decks Vince, just knocking him out cold. I'll give Vince, he's good at just being knocked out cold. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah pretty, he he's pretty is. good at that. Uh, Brock then comes out, but he just gets, he catches a boot from Taker, and so Taker kind of gets him out of the ring, and they leave, and Steph just looks on, she's just heartbroken. Uh, I'm telling you, Steph is great during this. She is really, really good during this entire angle. Uh, really, really good at selling, selling a lot of this. Um, so now we're moving on, and we're, we're upping the ante, because we're adding another character to to the mix, Harris. None other then Linda McMahon, because great, you know who? What can a show be without the charismatic uh, wife of of, uh, of Vince? She kicks off the show. She is just shocked and appalled at what is happening. And um, did you hear how I said shocked and appalled, Harris? Imagine that, but in the ring, coming from her, in the exact same tone that I just said. <laughs> it's pretty much what it sounded like. Um. Uh, And, you know, she she and she talks about how she knows that she can't change Vince's mind, but she'll try and change Steph's
0: mind. (laughs) Right. I know. Okay. I will say, like, I, I get it when you talk about her performance. The character of Linda McMahon has always been very funny to me because you would get the impression that, like, the character is a lot like real life. Linda McMahon. In that she doesn't care what her stupid husband and her stupid kids are up to, (laughs) like most of the time, unless it affects her personally, which it rarely does. And she's just kind of like the mom on Thanksgiving that's like, will you guys just stop fighting, please? Almost exactly
1: what this is like. I'm so glad you put it that way because I didn't think about it. That's exactly what this is like. Oh, man. Uh, All right. So Stephanie comes out and she says that she can't back down now. Um, and Vince then comes out, and he says this match is gonna happen, and that he has a clear conscience about beating up his daughter because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Wrestling's fun. It is great. So he also says that Linda forced him to have Stephanie, so it's actually all her fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was like, I did I wanted to stop
1: after one, but oh man. That was that was a nice little thing to throw in there. Crowd starts chanting "You suck" pretty loudly. Uh, very good. Linda Linda says this match is unfair anyway because Vince is way bigger than Stephanie McMahon, which is very <coughs> true. Um, so she says Vince needs to put something on the line in it. Linda is just terrible. She's just awful. It's it's. Great. I mean, her reasoning makes sense. To be fair, sure. Yes, it does. So you know, she says that, uh, you know, uh, she then says that must be because he thinks that she uh, can beat him. So that's why there's no stakes in this mm-hmm. for him. So, of course, Vince, you know, Vince Vince is not going to have any of this. So he says, all right, if I lose, I'll quit the WWE. So then, of course, right when all this is getting nice and settled, Sable comes on out to make things that much better. Um, And she says she's going to be in Vince's corner and she's just all over Vince during all this and Linda says <laughs> Linda says that doesn't that it doesn't surprise her as she uh, gives out her services quite freely which was a pretty nice line there from Linda and then she says that she'll be with Stephanie so now the stakes are set even more we got Vince and Sable and Stephanie and Linda this, this is this a barn
0: burner folks okay so is I have another question mm-hmm. well I don't think this is a spoiler, but I could be wrong. Is Shane in the company at this time, or has he no, already left? I don't think out so. Does another stuff?
1: He's not with the company at
0: okay. this time. Okay. Unfortunately, that was, that's that the only just...
1: thing that would make this even better.
0: Right, that's kind of what I was hoping for, but all right, that's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep going. Yeah,
1: sadly not. Okay, so uh, then, of course, Sable goes over and kicks Linda. Stephanie attacks Sable, and Vince attacks Stephanie... And the whole time, he's, like, grabbing her hair, throwing her down, and he's just yell- he's just yelling at her, You made me do this! mm mm-hmm. um, You know, typical nice guy, Vince. Yeah. So now we're in the October 16th episode of SmackDown. This is uh, the week before the pay-per-view, and Stephanie is banned from SmackDown. This is the <laughs> general manager of SmackDown. Yep. And she's banned. So Corporate America is weird. It is a little strange. So, of course... She's going to give a video interview on the show with sure. Michael Cole, a very young, skinny, black haired Michael Cole. And, um, you know, so she's, you know, she th- she thanks the fans because it might be her last time, you know, doing something with SmackDown. And she talks about what she will do after. I mean, this is just a typical interview, like In the backstage area, there's like lighting, camera guy, Michael Cole there, you know, like 60 minutes set up, that type of thing. And, um, you know, she talks about what she's going to do after, you know, after, and she has no idea. She doesn't know what she's going to do, but, you know, she's going to give it her all. It's actually a surprisingly good interview. It's surprisingly well done. It actually feels somewhat real. She's, she's real sincere, and Michael Cole is good with the questions that he asks. Like, it, it feels like if you were actually doing this for real, like you're fighting your dad and for your job, like all this stuff, and it's done kind of the way it would be in this ridiculous scenario. Uh, she even breaks down in tears at the end, which was done well, and she says after the match her father's no longer going to be a part of her life, and Cole finishes the interview... Asking her if she still loves her father, and she does. Oh, she's great with this. She just does like this pause. She's like half crying at this point. She says she does, but she doesn't like him. She loves him, but also (laughs) hates him. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Yeah, that's about right. That's about what every WWE,
0: every WWE fan feels about Vince McMahon." Wow, that's true. (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking, yeah, that's a pretty good line for. If we're going into this, go fight your father match. Yeah, that's a good note to end on. But yeah, that is that does make her a great baby face because every wrestling fan on the planet is like, yeah, I know how she feels.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's super over at this point. And Vince is super hated. Like I was saying, this is almost peak Vince hatred at this point.
0: Mm, yeah, it sounds like it.
1: Um And uh, so later in the show, Vince, of course, has to come out to the ring and he says everything Steph said was a performance, Oscar worthy performance um, that she does, in fact, hate him, but she does not love him and hasn't in a long, long time. And uh, he says, true love is about hurting the ones you truly care about. And that's what he's going to (laughs) do. He does not elaborate on that. That is the line. So... I, I, you know, okay. I don't think that's true, but
0: all right. But again, that does kind of seem like the way he lives his life.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah, that's that's very true too. Um, You know, so he says that's what he's gonna do, Uh, and and he, he says he says he shudders to think of the pain he will inflict on his own daughter. And, I mean, he is just selling, overselling this as this, like, brutal beatdown. Just, like, the most brutal choice of words, everything about it. Um, oh, yeah, Sable's there, too, by the way. Um, I forgot about that. And and she chimes in and says, Lindo will lose her man. I mean, she's basically just being the biggest sleaze ball ever. And then they... Uh, Seems like we're kind of there. That's what I thought, too. So I thought that was a little weird. And they do a nice big make-out session in the ring just to cap everything off um so you know all that's the setup but we gotta go to the show harris this is no mercy 2003 in baltimore in october and uh which is funny because baltimore actually we uh you know that's where full gear just was so the show starts the video package, like like as soon as the show kicks off, it's a video package and it's all about the father daughter match and it's actually really creepy because it has this child's voice like laughing in the background saying like I love you, daddy and daddy come back and different weird things. It's very strange, and it's showing like p- old pictures of Vince and Stephanie like when she's a kid and <laughs> it is uh you know it's it's a little it's a little weird but you know it gets the point across. Mm-hmm. Josh Matthews, at uh, later in the show, is interviewing Vince, and uh, Vince is saying he's really hurt to have to wrestle Stephanie, but, you know, it's his job, and he's going to beat it out of her and all this other crap. And he also chimes in with, if anyone interferes in the match, they will be unemployed and never work in the business again. So he's just stacking the deck, just continues to pile things on. But we're not done. Linda comes in. To beg him not to go through with the match. Uh, And you know. So she continues to be like. This is unfair. You can't do this. And he says. Alright. I'll concede something. And uh, that Steph will have the option of pinning him as well. But he still has to make her say I quit. But she can also pin him. Uh, But then he turns it. And makes it a no holds barred match. (sighs) So now. It's no holds barred. Because we didn't need more things in this uh goofy clown show
0: already. <laughs> okay, can I just interrupt with one other You know how Please everyone has a do. crazy Vince McMahon like factor story? <laughs> right. And one of mine He has some very funny ones, like not knowing what a burrito is and things like that. Right, and the sneezing
1: and all that stuff,
0: yeah. Yeah, the sneezing. Oh, that's a good one. One of my favorite ones, and I forget where I read this, but his philosophy on meals is like he doesn't really, like when he has a cheat day, he, he won't have a cheat meal per se. But if he decides he's going to eat like, say, Oreos, he doesn't eat like two or three Oreos. He just eats a box of Oreos because his philosophy (laughs) is, well, listen, your body can only physically absorb so many calories, but you're still going to eat and taste all of the Oreos. So you might as well eat them all so you maximize your enjoyment and your body will only absorb. It's like there's only so many that your body will absorb anyway, and the rest will pass through you. And I feel like that's how he books sometimes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if we're going to have if we're going to eat Oreos, let's just let's just eat a whole sleeve. Let's just book everything into this match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, why not? You know what? That's not a bad philosophy to have. <laughs> why why not? And but that's dead on Harris. That that's definitely what they're doing here. Uh, so now it's uh, let's just recap everything here. Okay, so we got father versus daughter match. Again, first time ever because WWE is literally addicted like to crack of saying something's a first time ever. Um it is, you know, uh two hundred and sixty pound, six foot four, whatever bodybuilder versus, you know, uh five foot something, hundred and something female. Um also it is if the it's an I quit match on top of that. Mm-hmm. And if Stephanie loses, she is no longer the general manager of SmackDown. If Vince loses, he's out of the WWE. Um, but Stephanie also can pin him or make him say I quit. But he has to say, or he has to make her say she quits. And it's uh, anything goes. That's where we are. It's a long and nobody list of can stipulations. Interfere or they'll get fired. Oh, right. And that- yes, you're right. And no one can interfere on Stephanie's behalf or they will get fired. It's exhausting, just to say. Okay, so now this is pretty funny. Now, so this thing of Linda coming in and and begging him again to not have the match. Now, this actually happened in real life because she – now, Linda was actually mad at Vince for making this match and doing this angle – Now, it's because Stephanie is scheduled to get married a week later from this match to to Triple H. Like, their wedding is the next Saturday. And Linda was scared that she'd get hurt. And she said, uh, Stephanie in an interview said about this, and she said that her mom was saying, if you give her a black eye before her wedding, I'm going to kill
0: you. Which is
1: hilarious so this is actually going on in real life
0: that is incredible and also the only i know we just put this theory down i really wish they'd work that into the storyline frankly that's the only it would have been even better it would have i'm
1: surprised they didn't i feel like this was a big thing where linda's like no way you know vince mentioned it he's like oh let's throw that in there and she's like no way are you putting the wedding in there Oh, I would have loved yeah, to hear that's that. That's probably conversation, true. Because I bet you anything, Vince tried. Oh, I'm sure. Or he at least thought about it, and
0: somebody else had to be like. It might
1: have no, been one of those things. We're things we're not, he's like, no. you know, she's getting married, and Liz is just like, no. He's like, but no, I, I can see me, that happening. Let
0: me stop you right there. <laughs>
1: oh, that's great. Okay, so now wow. we gotta go to the match because this thing is just tons of fun. Uh, so we got the video package, which is always good. Uh, Stephanie and Linda come out, and Linda just looks ridiculous. I mean. Okay. She's wearing like a red turtleneck with black pants that go up past her stomach. Um she literally looks like a 1999 grandma and it just oh, WWE's all about the way people look and you you couldn't do better than this. Like really, you could you have I, like the best people making people look good for TV and you couldn't do better.
0: Like I it, think that I think that's kind of the point. Like, it'd Maybe. be weirder if she came out wearing like spanks and a tank top, like she's ready to fight somebody. Well, you know, I, mean, I, I think that's kind of what makes it funny.
1: I mean, I get, I guess, but it just you could something could have been done better.
0: It's, I mean, the other option is terrible. that she she didn't want to be involved in this feud at all, and they talked her into it, and she was like, "Okay, fine, but I'm not like dressing up for it. I'm wearing this. I'm Maybe. wearing what I wore to the arena."
1: Maybe I I don't know, but it's. It's bad, um, cause then Sable comes out just looking outstanding, and <laughs> both Stephanie and Linda are just like sitting in the ring, just like glaring at her, looking just pissed. And I'm not sure if it's in character; they're just pissed because of how good she looks. I'm not really sure, cause Sable looks outstanding. Um, I mean, Sable looks good pretty much all the time, but she really looks good for this match. And uh, so, anyway, Vince now comes out just jacked to the gills you know his black tank top his black jeans that he wears when he wrestles and just you know just yoked and there's a sign that just says the mcmahon's are crazy and that is my favorite (laughs) sign in this whole thing like that's all it's just white with just black words and just the mcmahon's are crazy i'm just like yes you are correct sir simple blunt and to the point Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that, if there's one sentence that encompasses this entire angle, that is what it is. The McMahons are crazy. All right. So, uh, Linda actually even like tries to go after Vince a little bit, but Stephanie is like stopping her and holding her back in the ring, which is so funny watching Linda try and like look aggressive. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And so Stephanie kind of grabs her and is ushering to the corner. And at that moment, of course. The freaking bastard just nails her in the back with a forearm (laughs) before the bell. Just just on top of everything. Loud boos. Like, it's just textbook. Vince at his best as just the most repulsive human being in the world. And it works because you know he kind of is in real life, too. So it just (laughs) makes it even better. Uh, And Stephanie's great, too, as the sympathetic babyface. The match is just horrible from a wrestling standpoint i mean it is just the worst but that's not the point it's not supposed to be good these are not wrestlers the storyline is actually somewhat over and both the characters are really over in their uh in their respects so it actually works out pretty well uh so all right back to the mat. so before vince can really get to work This is after he kind of clocks Stephanie, he kind of goes over to say stuff to Linda and Stephanie jumps up and just starts fighting him back. She jumps all over his back and is screaming while trying to either choke him out or take him down. It's not really clear. Um, Vince just throws her off and kind of, kind of backs her into a corner. And as she tries to get out, he grabs her by the hair and throws her. And this is the gift that I posted. Um, It's him grabbing her hair and just throwing her across the ring, which is just a textbook diva wrestling move. I've never seen a male do this ever in a wrestling ring until Vince here. So I guess props to Vince being the first male to do the hair pull throw. Um, uh, Then the whole time Linda's on the side, just begging him to stop this. Uh, Vince grabs Steph and just chokes her in the ropes right in front of Sable, who of course slaps her across the face. (laughs) Well, Linda's not going to have any of this, so she hops up and hustles on over to the other side of the ring, giving chase to Sable, which is one of the most glorious sights of this entire match. Linda, dressed like a 1990s grandma, running one mile an hour, trying to chase Sable around the ring. I mean, it is great. <laughs> it is a wonderful, wonderful moment, and I highly, highly recommend looking it up for fair- that alone.
0: That is amazing. To be fair to Sable, the i the, the image of a really angry old lady like coming after me <laughs> would also terrify me. <laughs> sure. Like sure. physically, you kind of know you should be okay, but mentally, you're just so unprepared for that reality. Mm-hmm. I can absolutely see you really panicking in that situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could too. That that's a fair point. Um, Vince though steps in front of Linda to keep her off sable. And he then goes back in the ring and he, and he slaps on a half Boston crab on Stephanie and (laughs) she's just wailing in the ring, but she's refusing to quit. Linda's over there trying to like help her reach the ropes. And, um, Mm -hmm. and this is another weird thing. So this is an, I quit match. It's the first I quit match I've ever seen where a microphone wasn't in the ring where they can say like, I quit into right. And everyone I've ever seen, they, they have that. Like, that's the point. That's the right. difference between an I quit match and a submission match is the microphone. So it's it's like they just forgot about it because there was too many other things, which, to be <laughs> honest, is probably exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so anyway, he can't get her to quit. So he sits her up and grabs her by the neck and tries to choke her. And it it's the weirdest looking thing. I, I don't know what... Ha- he has, like, two hands, like, around her, but they're, like, half around her neck, half around, like, her jaw, and he's, it's just a weird, it looks weird. It's, like, it's almost like Vince has no idea how to wrestle. Right. I'm sorry, um, that was kind of a joke, because, like, obviously, he has absolutely
0: no idea how to well, wrestle, say, if you've ever seen Vince like he, do anything. It sounds like he's trying to, like, pantomime choke her without actually choking her. Yeah. That's the image I'm getting.
1: Yeah, kinda. Um... So, Steph's fighting, and she ends up raking his eyes to escape. And so, Vince is kind of stumbling around. He can't really see, and he's trying to bark orders to Sable to help him. So, Sable gets on the apron, and she's trying to hand him a lead pipe. But this time, this time, though, Linda's on point, and she gets to her, yanks Sable off the apron, and proceeds to just pound her with the lamest punches, I've ever seen since Shane McMahon. Um, I'm pretty (laughs) sure he gets them from exactly. I'm pretty sure we have found out where Vince McMahon has gotten his or uh, Shane McMahon has gotten his punches from and it is from his mom. Um, Imagine someone pretending to hammer with both hands. Um, That's kind of what it looks like with Sable. It's it's another great sight to behold. Um, Then Vince comes over, grabs Linda by the hair to get her off and pulls her up onto the apron. But when when she gets up there, Linda just slaps him across the face to a nice little pop there. Stephanie comes over, hits him with a low blow, grabs the lead pipe, and then puts that between his legs and, like, yanks it up for another low blow. And the crowd just erupts. She throws him, like, into the corner. He, like, bounces back. She rolls him up, but it's just a two count. So couldn't quite get him. Couldn't quite keep him down.
0: <laughs> Got to make Vince look strong. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Uh, so
1: but now though she's got this lead pipe and she's ready. I mean she is poised like babe freaking brute just holding <laughs> that thing and Vince is just on his knees begging for his life, cowardly heel to the max and she just goes to town on him. And the best part about this, oh yeah, Michael Cole and Taz are the announcers and they are great they are an underrated announce team is the Smackdown team of Taz and Michael Cole. We've talked about them before. And the mm-hmm. best part about this, they're funny throughout this whole thing because they don't really know what what is going on or how to portray any of this. But the best part, Stephanie's sitting there. She starts wailing him with the pipe and Cole is losing his mind yelling, hit him in the damn head. Hit him in the damn head. <laughs> and it's hilarious because he's like hitting him in the back and the stomach and he's just like, hit him in the head. It's just
0: Oh, it's that's awesome. funny. Okay, It is awesome. See, is there, there's two things I love in wrestling. I was going to say, first of all, like you kind of understand that the heel commentator is always going to be behind the heels or like certain right. heels, you know, and that's fine when it's done. Well, that's a good part of wrestling, but it's really fun when like the theoretical neutral, like play by play announcer mm. gets fully behind a baby face, like in a moment <laughs> of dire need <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, they they they're supposed to try to remain neutral. But, you know, like right. tell it how it is and like the good guy, but try to do their job and then they lose it completely. But my favorite thing in wrestling is when an announcer identifies like the dumb thing that's happening and starts freaking <laughs> out about it.
1: Right, right. Which we've
0: encountered, I feel like every other week on this show. Oh, man, we I talked about that on
1: the uh, the Tory Wilson, Al Wilson one when the yeah. announcers are actively mocking this while it's going on.
0: Right. Or the classic. Again, that was Cole and Taz as well. Or the classic Bobby the Brain Heenan, hey, a man just fell to his death. Can we stop the show for a second? That's the best one. But yeah, so I love that. Not only is Michael Cole like really hating on Vince McMahon right now, but he's also like, why would you not just knock him out?
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: That's amazing.
1: It's almost like she hurt him because she then gets up on the second rope, jumps off and just clocks him in the head with the pipe. So he goes for the cover, but he gets his foot on the bottom rope. So Vince survives (laughs) by the skin of his teeth again. Just continues to hold on, the bastard. Um, So now Sable is trying to help, but she eventually gets knocked off the apron uh, accidentally. Or actually, Steph kind of throws Vince as he's running at her into Sable. So Sable's now kind of down for the count. Stephanie then grabs him, hits a bulldog... Goes for the cover and another two count. Vince kicks out again. We got freaking <laughs> super Vince over here. Yeah. The crowd is actually really hot this whole time for Steph. Uh, she goes back, grabs the pipe again. But this time Vince just catches her. He literally just like sticks his hand on, just grabs her by the throat as she's going at him. And then just throws her to the ground. And now he has the pipe. And he starts to go to town on her just wailing her with the pipe. Uh, now the crowd erupts in booze, and now we get a big asshole tra- chant again, just reverberating around the arena. And the announcers are just disgusted with this display of brutality uh, with the man against his own daughter. And then Vince just uh, takes the pipe and starts choking her with the pipe. And the crowd's just chanting, You suck. You Like, they're hot right now. Crowd is livid. Stephanie's fading, and eventually she's not moving, so then out of nowhere, you just see a towel come flying into the ring, and Linda is thrown in the towel, literally, and the match is over, Vince wins, and Stephanie has to leave WWE. Now, I watched full gear today, I have never seen a towel thrown in until I was watching this for this match, and then full gear it happens, and I was like, I just did this, this is the episode. So it's topical as well.
0: That's crazy, man. See, this has all been a current events segment. We got you.
1: We fooled you. <laughs> it was all leading to a throwing in the towel gimmick. Oh, man. So That's uh, amazing. So anyway, I thought that was hilarious when I saw them literally do that spot in full game. I'm like, get this from Vince versus Stephanie. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Classic AEW ripping off old WWE <laughs> ideas.
1: Right, right. Oh, man. So... Vince is the big winner. Stephanie's sprawled on the canvas. She's out cold, just not moving. Linda comes in trying to help her, but Vince just, like, grabs Linda and just pie-faces her to the mat, um, having none of it. And then we get the best line of the whole thing. Cole says, In 37 years of marriage, that's probably the first time Mr. McMahon has laid a hand on his wife. (laughs) No, 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 no. Taz responds with, well, as far as we know, Cole.
0: <laughs> amazing.
1: Oh, it is great. Oh, that is amazing. That is the best line of the whole thing. Just that is probably the first time McMahon's laid an on his wife, and as well as you know, as far as we know, Cole. As far as we know, Cole. Uh, so and then of course Vince makes out with Sable and they leave the big yep. the big heel big heel winners. Now Ultimately, this was done due to the fact that Stephanie was legitimately getting married to Triple H the next week. Uh, She would leave WWE uh, TV for two years until she came back in 2005 as, of course, a heel yet again, because we all know that's mainly what she has done. Vince also got a big heel burst with this angle, as we talked about earlier, and he continued to be just the most hated character in WWE for, for a while longer. And, uh, now kind of just in conclusion with this, look, this is by all means a just totally dumb, idiotic storyline and just a terrible wrestling match. I mean, this is the peak of WWE being a soap opera, which for Mm -hmm. real was a thing going on during this time. We've talked about that on other episodes Yeah, when that's, that was literally an intention. Um, but, but the individuals evolved, They, they were so committed to it and, and actually performed Well, so well, it's actually not a terrible angle. Like, like the emotion feels real and there's genuine sympathy for the baby face and genuine hatred for the heels. And, you know, this is about as good of a soap opera part of wrestling as you can get with something that's just moronic and totally mind numbingly stupid and is something I would probably turn off if I saw it happening. But watching mm-hmm. like the whole thing for this, it's like you know there there's like some decent emotional stuff in there that's not horrible. So as far as the show performance, soap opera side of wrestling, not bad, not bad that's, ultimately.
0: That's very interesting because you know what this has reminded me of, pretty much the whole time you've been explaining it, it's just like what he did at WrestleMania X Seven with Shane. Yeah, so yeah, much yeah, of yeah, the yeah, story in the build and Linda's involved and it's it's he's making out with a woman who's not his wife and the kid comes to you know defend her honor and like show the old man how it's done I mean right up to the point where he blames Linda like when he's Mm -hmm. in this feud with Shane he literally says I will never forgive your mother for giving birth to you like there's so many parallels and it shouldn't work but I think you nailed it they just crank it up to 11 and make it work like they throw everything and the kitchen sink into whatever they're doing pretty much and the crowd eats it up because vince mcmahon is so good at being somebody you just want to see get annihilated
1: he's just and, the worst
0: yeah he is and it sounds i i think the biggest reason this isn't as well known is because one like the father-daughter thing makes it a little more tacky i guess you know Mm -hmm. like the intergender violence of the whole thing is a little bit weirder to talk about than like a father and son conflict but also just because it's not at wrestlemania right i think if it weren't for those two things it sounds like and i kind of want to rewatch this now this would be remembered just as like almost as fondly because it sounds like it has a lot of the same elements
1: yeah, yeah, I no, I agree. I was kind of surprised when this is something, like, I remember hearing about, whatever, but I, I hadn't seen any of this stuff before.
0: I so. will say, too, in the theme of, hey, this has all secretly been a current events episode, which I feel like is going to happen now. <laughs> if we stick to our brief current events, we're going to try to find ways to force it back in. Of course. But I feel like... The Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Lana story is finally starting to get to this point. Like they almost jumped the shark two weeks ago when we got, you know, like (laughs) I just remember the GIF of Rusev kicking Bobby Lashley, beating him up on the ground while Lana hit him in the back with a kendo stick. And it was, like, the dumbest, most slapstick thing I've ever seen. If they somehow – if they get, like – if they get a match and Lana is in Bobby Lashley's corner and Rusev's dad is in his corner and, like, Rusev's dad and Lana get into a fight and then start making out. Like, if they just triple down on the nonsense, they could actually make that feud watchable. So I'm hoping they learn something from all of this, which is if you're going to be – this was the theme last week too. If you're going to be stupid and offensive, like, really go for it. Because then you might pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. I agree. Eat, eat all the Oreos, WWE. Yeah, eat all the of whole them. box.
1: All of them. <laughs> Just go to town
0: on it. Why not? Why not?
1: Oh, man. Well, Harris, that's the, uh, that's the saga of Vince McMahon versus Stephanie McMahon. First ever father-daughter match. Amazing. When Vince this'll... beat the crap out of his daughter. And, and that's
0: the name. Vince beat him. Vince won. He won yes, he did. He <laughs> which did. Which is just, that's the most heel thing of all.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for this episode. Hopefully it was a little bit more concise, a little bit more to the point. Um, definitely kept it a little bit shorter, which is nice. And so I think this will work.
0: I, I think so. I think this uh I think this old A train is pulling into the station. I think we've done all we can do here.
1: <laughs> That's not going away anytime soon. No, it is not. It's
0: definitely not. That's here to stay. <laughs> it's here to stay trained. It's right. here to stay wow. There we go. All right, with <laughs> that. We're just gonna call this the A-train episode.
1: That does it for this episode of Behind the Gorilla. Please make sure and follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. Uh post all the links and updates on the episodes. Link to our Pinecast website, which, of course, has that has the links to all of our other platforms with Spotify and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. All of those you can find on our website link. Uh, obviously, tweet out all of those each time a new episode comes out. Um, tweet us if you have ideas for episodes as well. We've gotten people that have asked us to do different things. So if there's something really dumb in wrestling you want to hear us talk about, make sure and tweet us at behind underscore gorilla. Also we follow back wrestling fans. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Mark brand.
0: And I'm at Harris Wilson.
1: So do that as well. And uh, follow us on Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. I post David Arquette pictures and sometimes other pictures and then pictures about the episodes that we do as well. Uh, not... A ton of not super often, but sometimes every now and then just follow us. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Any final thoughts Harris?
0: Uh, Not really. Just let us know uh, what you think about the new current events. I kind of like oh, yeah. the just giving each of us a five minute block. I think that gives us some freedom to get a little bit structured with it, but also just spit it out and not get too engaged in going back and forth. If you have any other ways, we might want to do that. Let us know, but, you know, we'll, we're, we're open to the idea of playing with it going forward. We're trying to keep these from going 90 minutes every week because right, yeah. we know you don't actually listen for that long. So, yeah, you yeah, know, we're trying to yeah. give you a better experience.
1: We want to keep the majority of the show actually the show instead yeah. of us just rambling about nothing for yeah. 45 minutes. So, yeah, I think this is helping with that. All right. So, again, that does it for this episode of Behind the Gorilla. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. Have a great week.